0: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to start off with a greeting. My name is Nico White, and I am the host of the One Piece of Mind podcast here on the Paper House Network. I want to thank you for joining me again this week. Um, We're going to jump into a chapter review on One Piece chapters 1019 and chapters 1020, which were titled, hold on, give me one second. I just want to make sure that I have... The title is correct, so I'm going to go to the official translation on this. So for this episode, we're going to be discussing chapters 1019, which is titled Helaceratops. So chapter 1019 is basically the battle of Frankie and Sasaki, right? And we get a little bit of Yamato at the end. Just spoiler alert for those who aren't caught up with the manga. If you aren't caught up, this is definitely heavy on the manga spoilers. That's your warning, and let's begin. So, chapter 1019 is basically the fight between Frankie and Sasaki, right? We started with Queen and Sanji doing their thing, and it's... I don't know, fam. I don't know if I was expecting it to be more difficult for Sanji. Not to say that it hasn't been, but I guess this is just a, bre- a brief precursor panel, but From what we see, it's not really that much action going on in the fight. It's just Sanji blocking some beams from Queen, right? And Sanji even makes note that, you know, shooting beams everywhere, that's some type of technology that Frankie would look forward to. Foreshadowing for something? Most certainly. Moving on. We get a panel of Zoro, right? Zoro's on the ground. He's still in his cross. And (laughs) Muwegi and the other mix that are performing the CPR, Sanji bandages Zoro like crazy and they're like there's so many bandages to get through well forget it let's just give him a shot and Zoro's sitting there wondering like yo do you guys really know what you're doing like at least take the bandages off first they're like no it's fine he's like no just uh so some people are wondering Zoro's afraid of needles I don't think it's that serious I think it's something more along the lines of like Zoro's just easily annoyed and is probably becoming very tedious for him right and not only do we catch up with Zoro and get an update on him, but we also get an update with Luffy. Luffy got picked up in the sea by the Heart Pirates last time we checked. And they, you know, you know how the Heart Pirates are. They're kind of useless without law. So, of course, in they're useless since they don't really know what to do because they're useless. So, Luffy, just so happens, thank God he's the main character, comes in and basically saves himself, leaving the Heart Pirates very little to consider and think about. He lets them know that the cure for what he's going through is meat. You know, to which the Heart Pirates exclaim, what? So now after all that, we finally jump into, on page five, the battle between Sasuke and Frankie. And first of all, I want everybody to consider this when I say it. I think we all underestimate the Straw Hat Pirates outside of the Monster Trio. Outside of Luffy, Zoro, and Sanji. I, and Jinbei now. I think we kind of underestimate them. And this is why. We go into this battle between Frankie and Sasuke, right? And it's not, to me, it's not that it was particularly close. Because Sasuke goes into his hybrid form. And kudos to Oda for making this one actually very, very cool. Like Sasuke reminded me of the character off of Transformers Beast Wars. I think his name was Rhino, And that was one of my favorite, um, you know, one of my favorite characters in that show. But Sasuke turns into his hybrid form. And, again, very creative hybrid form. And you see that he has the slash on his belly from the V for victory slice that Frankie hit him with earlier. Now, we have to remember what we're dealing with here. These are dinosaur zones, okay? They're very, very durable. The fact that Frankie was able to cut and he doesn't use armament hockey, as far as we know, is very, very telling, all right? I think we sleep on the Straw Hat Pirates. And now they go into their battle and Sasuke's sword, Kawakuri, is actually pretty impressive. You know what I'm saying? I like the idea of a sword. It's kind of like a drill. It actually makes it very dangerous and it fits Sasuke's character of being a tank, of being something like the grizzled war veteran. Because Sasuke saw things like, yo, if these gifters and everyone betrayed us, I'm going to kill them all and he's making a beeline straight, straight for the live floor. And him and Frankie go at it and he goes into this attack called heliceratops, where he basically turns into a giant propeller or uses the bill on his neck and swirls it around so he can fly. He uses his sword then as like a cutting machine. The same way that Kaido uses um his wind sight breaths to cut through people, that's the way Sasuke uses his blade. And of course, in this sword fight, he manages to break the Franken sword. you know, because San- Frankie even admits that he's not the best with, you know, sword fighting. So, now, I think it was on page eleven where Sasuke had this little blooper where he's fighting Frankie with swords, and at the top right-hand side of the page is a picture of Sasuke trying to get in fighting position. It's just amazingly drawn, and we see Sasuke. We see Sasuke go to charge Frankie, and then he goes in reverse, hundred percent accidental. But then the attack he goes into, the bullet triceratops, I think it was a very cool attack, very intimidating. It completely shattered Frankie's shoulder, you know, the general Frankie's shoulder, I should say. And Frankie, of course, hits Sasuke with suplex, general suplex, full-on Chris mm, I was about to say that wrestler that you can't mention anymore. But full-on German suplex straight to the top of his face and seems to do a fair amount of damage. And then Frankie after that goes in for another V for victory V for Victory flash. He misses. Sasuke takes to the air. And he hits Frankie Shogun with the bullet triceratops. And he completely completely gets decimated by the general cannon, which is basically just the Gal cannon, right? But the word decimate might be an overstatement because Sasaki gets right back into it, like directly. He wasn't even kind of knocked out from it. He took some damage, obviously, blood was coming out of his mouth, but he was able to pull through. After he pulls through, he goes to attack Frankie one more time, right? And he uses the bullet triceratops. I hope I said that right. And he charges Frankie Shogun and he gets off a very devastating looking attack. The only problem is Frankie was able to get out of the Shogun, get in position, and hit Sasaki with a radical beam straight through the stomach, knocking him seemingly out, Frankie being the victor. And then after that amazing battle, y'all, we cut to the roof of Oginishima Again, we're back to what a lot of people are affectionately referring to as roof piece. And we see Kaido, and we see Yamato have a clash, and he says... I recognize your value as a soldier Yamato and he goes and Yamato says like is that what father's supposed to do you know what I'm saying and he was like you know I would have never and Kaido even reveals like yo the devil fruit that Yamato ate he worked really hard to get and Yamato's like yo the only reason I ate this is because I was hungry and then we find out and we see Yamato In her hybrid form. And fam, I didn't know what that was. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people were talking about a Kieran and all that stuff. I'm going to believe that, yo, we should just let Oda do Oda. Now, as far as it goes, chapter 1019 for me was a nice little setup chapter. I like Frankie as far as the crew is concerned. He's always been one of those characters that I thought didn't get enough shine as far as one-on-one fights are concerned. And I think he has a particular dynamic with Luffy that if you remember back in Dressrosa... Luffy was willing to give Frankie the Mara Mara no meat. So it's always good to see Frankie get some moments here and there. I thought this was a good moment. I think he's a lot more powerful than Sasaki than we actually believe. Because you have to consider the fact that Frankie's going into this fight. Not just fighting Sasaki, but fighting Sasaki and all of the gifters. Okay? And he's not like Usopp and Nami. He doesn't, have get that. he doesn't get the opportunity or the privilege to run based on his character. So with that being said, I think that we need to give the Straw Hats who are outside of Montreal a lot more credit. But kudos to Frankie for this chapter. I like the foreshadowing of him getting some McQueen Tech, getting some Queen's technology after all is said and done here on Wano. I think that'd be great for the Straw Hats, especially if, especially if Frankie isn't going to learn any hockey, which I think would be very, very silly. At least for him not to be able to learn it on his own body. If he couldn't extend it to his weapons and to his cyborgs and to his robots, then that would make perfect sense for me. Um, outside of that, I think he should be able to pick up something. If not, then he definitely needs to be able to come into some sea stone while he's here at Wano. Just to give people like him and Usopp, especially Usopp, a much better fighting chance against some of the stronger Devil Fruit users that they're definitely going to fight. Because them mixed with some Ingenuity and some Sea Prism Stone could be a very, 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 very dangerous combination. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give this chapter a solid 7 or 8 out of 10. It was perfectly good one piece, in my opinion. I like the things that we got at the end between Kaido and Yamato, where Kaido's like, yo, I worked very hard to find that double fruit that you ate. I never intended for you to eat it. And it kind of backfires on Kaido because she's like, Hey, family, look, I only ate this because I was hungry. If I wasn't hungry, I would have had to eat it. And the little interaction that they had in the beginning where Kaido's like, you know, I see the military potential in Yamato. And Yamato's like, yo, is that anything for a father to say to their child? It kind of gets off something a little bit of how Yamato views herself kind of being a weapon. And she reminds me of Ace so much right here that I worry about her because I can already tell from... The reveal of her hybrid form that she's super powerful, right? And the fact that Kaido went straight to his hybrid form to fight her shows that she's super powerful. So, with that being said, I feel like she might be too powerful to join the Straw Hat crew, and she may be going the Ace route. And considering how much she has in common with Ace, I can kind of see Oda driving home the factor of Kaido being the most gruesome villain of this story by making him kill his own child. Or Yamato being killed some way or another. Or who knows? Maybe it'll be more, you know, deep than that. Maybe it'll be quote-unquote Odin being killed. Who knows? But anyway, after this chapter, me seeing Yamato joining the crew, the chances kind of went down, especially if Carrot sticks around. But who knows? Maybe we'll get two people that can do, you know, two people with fur that can do some dope stuff. And if we do, I'm with it. But, you know, that's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the One Peace of Mind podcast here on the Paper House Network. Please make sure to like, subscribe, like and subscribe. Oh my goodness. Please make sure to like, subscribe. If you can, share the podcast, download it, and leave a comment on iTunes or wherever you might get your podcast. And let me know some things I can add to it to make it more enjoyable for you. You can follow me on Instagram at White 93 That's at nekowhite H I T E ninety three, And I have a special on YouTube called Dark Out. D-A-R-K-O-U-T. If you're a fan of stand-up comedy, go see that. I think it's some, some of my best work today. If you'd like to check out some of my earlier stuff, check out my special, Nico White introducing me. N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-N-I-T-R-O-D-U-C-I-N-G-N-E on YouTube. Go get that a look. That's the first special that I ever put out. It came I recorded it on August 15, 2015, and I released it in February of 2016. Give it a look. It's the first project that I ever put out stand-up-wise, and it's one that I'm really proud of, even to this day, seven going on eight years later. So I hope you all are well, and this has been Nico White, and this has been One Piece of My Mind. I'll see you on the next episode for the 1020 Review. This episode is brought to you by Voodoo Ranger. It's beer. It's hoppy, trend setting, innovative, served with a little sarcasm, just like Paperhouse Network. Paperhouse Network is hoppy? Uh yeah? It's like beer for your ears. Get yourself a Voodoo Ranger!